Welcome to the third episode of the second season of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Mex. Today we have Coach joining us for a shorty. The Boys Talk, Twin Peaks, Rowing, Dungeons and Dragons, WandaVision, the illustrious industry of restaurants, and much, much more. All on this week's episode of Guys Being Dudes Radio. Today it's a, it's a quiet one, just uh, me, your host, Tex-Mex, and uh, Coach. Yo. The uh, the big bear's out on the prowl. Yes, he's he been, is. It's I don't know if he's mentioned it on the cast, uh, but he is, uh, like I said, on the prowl. He... I'm sure he'll have some comments for us on the next episode. We'll, we'll, we'll let him sneak some comments into the Twin Peaks episode. Uh, what do you think of, of doing the Twin Peaks episode? I thought it was fun. I, I mean, you know, I just love talking about stuff I watch anyways, so that's a whole different conversation. But Right. Like, um, I just, it's an interesting show, and it's something that, you know, it's fun to talk about something like that, that multiple people are watching at the same time. Yeah. Dude, J-, J Boner marathon the first season. <laughs> the whole season, Jesus. It's, it's only eight episodes. Um, but uh, progressively, every episode, she wanted to know more. Like, and she she would. It took her probably two episodes, three episodes, to admit that she was entertained. She will not say it is a good show, <laughs> but, but she is interested in what is going to happen in the next episode, and she wants to watch it as soon as she can. And I, I think she'd be a fun guest for the season finale. Uh, we need to, that's what I wanted to say is we need we need we need to bring some guests in on the uh, Twin Peaks days. Start start broaching broaching out uh, branching out, expanding the uh, G B uh, E R uh, <laughs> repertoire of, of commenters. Let's have a. Uh... Let's have Philly Jew just watch some episode in the middle of it with no context about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, 402 Joe would want to hop in on some of them or uh, Space Needle. Space Needle likes it. But uh, uh, yeah, so what? one of the things I wanted to talk about, oh, we had uh, also, I, I went to check the analytics. We had one whole lesson for the Twin Peaks episode. No, baby. That's perfect. That's that's right in our wheelhouse. I'm comfortable there. I like that. <laughs> I yeah, live in the ones. People, <laughs> less people are listening. <laughs> Twin Peaks, the Russians, the the Irish, they're just out. It's it's, <laughs> it's solely the the free listen uh, of some like poor Spotify intern making sure we don't say anything too too out there. Um, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to, to next week. Um, more than anything, I think next week all the episodes are good in the first season. The first season's really good. Like I said, the second season's a little weak in some points, but um, more than anything, I am looking forward to three weeks from now, whenever the episode is for fucking uh, episode three of Twin Peaks, because it takes a <laughs> it takes a turn. Um, but no, so we're we're not here to talk about uh, Twin Peaks. We're we're having our our nice normal bullshitting, and 
something I brought up last time that I really wanted to get into, and I have it here in my notes, is um, restaurants. Uh, again i didn't know they were like i knew that like they're a thing right i I didn't know they had an actual name though yes yes and and their own dedicated uh wikipedia entry so i just i just wanted to read you some excerpts from this and um restaurants that employ skimply dressed female waiting staff the term dates from the early 1990s after the restaurant chain Hooters opened in the United States. Uh, format has been adopted by... Okay, so l- listen to these. Redneck Heaven is one of them. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to name them and I'm gonna, I want you to guess where they're, where they're located. Alright, Redneck Heaven. Let's go Alabama. Uh, Lu- Texas. You can just guess the state, but I'll tell you. Louisville, Texas. Um... <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like Texas is too obvious of an answer. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say Texas for all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe bet. Um, Redneck Heaven has uh, marketed itself as a rowdier, more sexually prov- <laughs> provocative version of the typical restaurant. Because um, it needed to be more so than it already is. Okay, Hooters, which is actually 37 years old. Wow. Yeah, I assume it's the original. It, I think it is. Clearwater, Florida. Um, yeah, I, knew, tilted, I knew. I knew. For, I knew Hooters was Florida. Uh, tilted Kilt. Tilt, Pub tilt, and Eatery. I have heard of this one actually. Um, Tilted Kilt. I think that's. I don't think you're going to guess this one. I mean, it could be our Irish friends, Scottish friends, Kilter Scottish, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's they're, they're Scottish. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ah. Apparently in the United States and Canada. Um, I think those are the big ones. And obviously Twin Peaks, uh, another Texas chain. <laughs> another one out of out of uh, Louisville, Texas. Um, these ones don't have entries, but one called Bombshells. Um, <laughs> one called I, Bone Daddies. Which I'm actually gonna look up if they have a website. <laughs> I I appreciate that name. That is like we're not even being He's subtle tough. at this point. <laughs> Bone Daddy's House of Smoke. <laughs> what the fuck. No way. No way. I don't know if that's like a different thing. House of Smoke. <laughs> like what's the... I don't. I don't think it's 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 a real chain. I think there might be like one. Oh, here we go. No, it's uh, Bone Daddy's House of Smoke. North Dallas barbecue and steak. Oh my god, who doesn't love uh, eating some barbecue and looking some boobs? Yeah, those aren't terribly provocative outfits. Ooh, two dollar signs. That's a that's pricey for um, some crappy wings. Oh, no thanks. Oh, Ho's Locos. <laughs> um, that is a uh, Texas and Southwestern United States. Where's the history? Uh. It, in case you didn't know, it's Spanish for crazy eyes. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the translation. <laughs> I couldn't have gotten that one. Well, a lot of these like are just founded by like each other or like one person in the chain of another one. Ojos Locos has been called Mexican Hooters um, <laughs> or Twin Peaks for Hispanic customer base <laughs> and markets itself toward uh, working class Hispanic men. I mean, I mean, that was obviously a 
what's the word I'm looking for? A de- demo demographic that they needed to appeal to. Yeah, <laughs> really corner. Because re- um, regular Hooters wasn't good enough. You know, they needed a specifically I, Latino one. Latin. I'm only halfway through this list. There's another, I assume, targeting Hispanics, uh, one called Chulas. Um, <laughs> there's a bikini. This one's not even subtle or a joke, just bikinis. <laughs> bar <and grill>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Bikinis. Guess what their waitresses are called? Bikini babes. Uh, <laughs> this this one, they're known for actually trademarking the term restaurant. All right. And purchasing a ghost town that was temporarily renamed Bikinis, Texas. What? <laughs> they went out of business in 2018, but that's fucking hilarious. That is amazing. We need to buy a ghost town. Well, we are, uh, we are supposed to buy a compound at some point. Okay, th- th- I mean that's 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 a step in the right direction, right? Th- another one's just called Rax, R A C K S Rax. We're in we're in the the places that don't have like wiki entries at this point. One's called Showmies. Um, I, I guess it's a Shoney's joke. Um. <laughs> Jesus, Here's another- I didn't realize the demand for these restaurants was so high. Um, there's another one called Mugs and Jugs. They and- serve what do they serve? Coffee and tits. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one is Kerr's Wing House Bar and Grill from Largo, Florida, with 22 Florida locations. Like that's not a small amount. <laughs> yeah. Investor, uh, I guess base investor was Crawford Kerr, a former National Football League player. That's why it's called Kerr's Wing House. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't feel the need to advertise the boobs, just himself. A yeah. football player. Like, it's, it's me, my wing house. You know exactly what we're about. <laughs> I, just, I really didn't realize that the demand was this high for Hooters knockoffs. Right, you think Hooters and like Twin Peaks would just be the entire market, but no. Oh, yeah. say, like, I think Hooters is the only one that's like probably in every state. I feel like the rest of them are a lot more like isolated. Hooters doesn't have a monopoly, is what I'm saying. Which they is surprising because I just assumed they did. It was between them and Twin Peaks, and Hooters definitely bigger than Twin Peaks. I've heard of Tilted Kilt before, but I've never seen a Tilted Kilt. Yeah. I've only seen the Twin Peaks in Texas. I had heard of Redneck Heaven. I didn't know it was a thing. And because I am of a Hispanic origin, I had also heard of Ojos Locos. Again, I didn't, I've never seen one. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of male variations listed. Um, I'm sure those those are as well attended. I'm sure. Uh, one of them only lasted a year. It was called Tally Whackers in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Whackers? What the hell? Yeah, Tally Whackers. <laughs> um, and there was one... Uh, I think they... Um, I think that there's... There's like a chain in Japan it says called the Macho Cafe and the Macho Meat Shop. We're food and drinks. Again, just don't even bother being subtle. Like, just so you, 
you'd imagine like it has its own it's a very short wiki article so like there's history and it's like two paragraphs there's the male variations that's that one thing i just read you there's like see also where it like yeah there's a ton of shit here we'll get into the see also here in a second but like criticism you'd imagine they would have filled out their criticism page but there's only one sentence um (laughs) restaurants have been criticized for objectifying women although some although some call hooters a family restaurant in quotes (laughs) family restaurant is in quotes (laughs) (laughs) well i think that was like their slogan at one point (laughs) i yeah i think it was i i mean i uh, i know that there are people who who are like uh hearing about this all four of our listeners who are probably definitely like how how is this still a thing like why are these like around but like i mean strip clubs are a thing like it's it's just like you're you're kind of flirting in an in-between space yeah um i mean i'll put it this way at least hooters serves a better purpose than a strip club to be honest because hooters Hooters is solid like it's not special but it's it's fine, and in high school, we used to go all the time because uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they had unlimited wings. So we'd go to crew practice, leave crew practice, and, you know, maybe maybe did it once a month. It wasn't, like, super often, but we did it a few times. I, and I it was an enjoyable to, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't speak to Twin Peaks or, or any of the other ones, but I it is frowned upon by some. But I've seen like it's it's totally like understandable for like Hooters to be a like community restaurant in so much as like oh, it's Thursday we're going to Hooters for the wing special you know it's 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 Tuesday we're going to Hooters for trivia or something right like yeah and honestly I mean it's not even that risque it's they're wearing yeah. the honestly the shorts are worse than the tops they're wearing mostly just the tank top yeah well I mean the first. Is uh, where we went to college. Yeah, is more risque than Hooters. It really is, honestly. Um, honestly, for I'm sure there's like a sophisticated labor explanation. Um, how they get away with like primarily hiring like women. I know that like Hooters in particular catches cases all the time. But I think they hire. They don't hire waitresses. They hire yeah. model waitresses or something like that. Yeah, I think like I think that's how they get away with it. Normally, it's not just waitress. Yeah, I know it and, used uh, to be. Uh, they couldn't get hired. I'm pretty sure it was Hooters. Like, yeah. The job interview was they had to walk through a door frame, and the manager of the store would have to see their boobs before their nose. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, I, that's. I don't that know if standards. I don't know if that's either a true. I mean, I heard it somewhere on the internet, so it must yeah. be true. And I'm pretty, but I think what I saw was is like they they actually can't get away with that one anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, that was always like the the uh, joke about the first girls. So the first is the bar everybody goes to on the twenty first birthday at Penn State. And I think that was a joke running about first girls is that when they hired them, like they had to, their boobs had to hit a wall before their face or something. Yeah. Um, just like shit like that or the door frame stuff. I feel like, I feel like it definitely happened at a couple Hooters. It wasn't like a company. I mean, they, I'm sure they're franchising like McDonald's. So there's not like a, a fixed yeah. anything, but like, uh, I'm sure it was just like a, an informal standard used by a bunch. And then that became like just the, the, Kind of like the urban legend, well, not urban, but uh, where every school is like 
not every, but a ton of colleges, like everybody, everybody always likes to say like, oh, you know, uh, we can't have sororities because they're, they're brothels or classified as brothels, like brothels <laughs> or something. And the thing is, it's like, it's actually still true in DC. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's almost every state has had some sort of law like that. And they don't explicitly say brothels. And it's just that everybody conflates their state law with the one person on the internet who is referring to their state that said that there could like because they're brothels. Like I think in Pennsylvania, it's in our particular in Penn State's particular municipality, it's something like unrelated individuals can't live together, like ten of them outside of so far from the school. And that's just so they like they don't have frats popping up like in the community outside of the school. Uh, frats or or sororities even. But I mean so technically Penn State, there's nothing other than tradition keeping Penn State from putting sororities anywhere around the town. Um Well from what I understand the sorority we have to ask uh Sunshine's wife. But I don't think they actually want that. I think they, they like having they their they want the, they want their campus housing. They like they like their campus house. They like having their housing subsidized by every other student. <laughs> yeah, which is horse shit. <laughs> Absolute horse shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have like several. They have like what half of that building, half of one of the building, or no, they have an entire building in Pollock is just sororities. Yeah, they used to go there quite often. Humble brag. Um. <laughs> for, for research and, for, and study yeah. groups. Yeah. Um, Study group with one girl in particular. <laughs> book club. It was book club. Um, but yeah, like uh, Sunshine's wife, Salamander. She lived. Yeah. She was the president, I think. And then she lived there for a year. And then, yeah, like, her- basically all of South Commons, the yeah. uh, dorms are all sororities. She's just nuts. Which is bullshit because you can only live on campus basically outside of like applying for it. For one yeah, year at Penn State, year. which is horseshit. Like, you should be able to live on campus all four years if you want to. Yeah. But no, we got to prioritize the uh, sorority girls. I think I think most people don't want to live on campus, but, like, it is, it is complete, like, horseshit that, like, there's no dedicated housing technically after your freshman year. Yeah. Like, you, you apply and good luck. But uh, most people who want to stay on can stay on, but it's not like... It's because so few people want to do it, but that's also just ingrained in the culture of the school at this point. It's like, oh, you don't stay on campus, really. Dude, there's so much... Not something a lot of people do. Back to the restaurants. There's so much weird shit in this, like, see, also. Like, there's something here called Bikini Baristas, which is, like, a thing. I think that's outside of the U.S. Sometimes referred to as... Sexpresso or <laughs> Starbucks Barista originated in Seattle, Washington in the early 2000s. Apparently, there's some in Japan and Chile. There's something here called a Butler Cafe, which is like a cosplay cafe in Japan. Interesting. Um, I, I can see that doing well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Cafe con piernas, uh, uh, coffee with legs, is a coffee shop style popular in Chile where service staff consists of female dress and clothing considered to be revealing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude, we need to open a coffee with legs in the United States and just fucking take Starbucks to town. 
I don't see how that could possibly go poorly for us. It it can't. It can't. We just got to get Barstool on board, and we'll fucking crush. Dude. Oh, that's fair. We could probably do that. <laughs> yeah, I see the Maid Cafe, Butler Cafe, Playboy Club. I knew about that. I think that I thought that was just like a Vegas thing. Host and Hostess Club. There's so many things. Wet T-shirt contests uh, is on here. In case you didn't know, and then of course, of course, the last entry is fucking Hooters Air. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot that was a thing. What was their route even? I'm pretty okay, sure Vegas. Flights were operated by I know. Okay, like some other airline. Ad hoc. Okay, both as ad hoc private charters and as scheduled U.S. dot public charters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they still operate, do they? Th- it lasted three years, from 2003 to 2006. That's what I How... thought. We needed to recover after 9-11. So <laughs> we, we, we turned to Hooters Air during the Iraq War. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get our troops overseas, man! <laughs> um, headquartered in Myrtle Beach. Jesus. I, I don't want... The... Give me... Oh, they had... dude, they had seven fucking planes... Yeah, they were and, a big thing for a little while. And 17 destinations. Jesus. I thought it was just like yeah. Vegas to big cities. I didn't realize it was that big. I see Newark, fucking Allentown. <laughs> what? I um, guess that would make sense. People in Allentown probably love Hooters. <laughs> uh, Myrtle Beach, Newark, St. Petersburg, Fort Lauderdale. Apparently they had a spot in... Uh, Nassau, was it Nassau in the Bahamas? Denver, fucking Fort Myers, Orlando, Atlanta, Rockford, Illinois, uh, Gary, Indi- Gary, Indiana. Gary, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> uh, I guess. Um, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore, Vegas, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Houston, Texas. Jesus, dude. That's <laughs> two. Okay, so it was, it, they had two. Four, uh, six 737s and one 757 in case you were wondering Jesus that is not a small amount of money or capital there um, <laughs> one of the top hits in this wiki is uh, Larry the Cable Guy made reference to Hooter Airlines saying he got uh, 80,000 frequent boner miles and <laughs> I assume that's a joke he's making, and that's not a real thing. But I 100% wouldn't put it past Hooters Air. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Larry the Kill Guy was a thing. Jesus. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people also don't even know that Larry the Cable Guy is a character of a comedian. Like, yeah, they just think not... he is him. <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen some interviews. He seems like a pretty cool dude. The rise and fall. Oh, cool. Business Insider did a YouTube video about the rise and fall of Hooters Air. I think I know why it fell. Um, they spread themselves too thin. Yeah, clearly. List of defunct U.S. airlines. Anyway, that's a like, that's that's a whole world, right? Restaurants and like their their fucking endeavors, which is just. It's honestly it's impressive. Think- it's just American ingenuity at its finest. It seems so fucking niche, dude. Like that something so 
would, would spin off so many restaurants and to the point where one of them it was so profitable they did a fucking airline like <laughs> Jesus man it's like who even when was the last time you heard of someone going to a Hooters I I haven't like here's the thing if there were less options in DC and Hooters was one of them like I wouldn't be hard pressed to not go to Hooters for any reason like it's it's a bar like if I just wanted to go to a bar and I knew there was a Hooters and like oh maybe they have a weird deal or something like yeah fuck it. I mean um, that's fair but like I have plenty of options in DC <laughs> yeah I mean um, the nearest Hooters to me I mean it's not that far but it's down a freaking US one it's a pain in the ass to get to you gotta like it's one of those highways where there's no Everything's along the side of the highway, so if you want to get to something yeah. on the other side, you've got to go to an exit like four miles down, do a two giant circles to pull a UE onto the highway again. It just, it's just not worth it. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I the, the, I think the only one I know of is in Chinatown in DC, and I don't even know if it's open anymore. I I feel like. Uh, eccentric co-worker Steven took me there at, just because he was like, I want to go to a Hooters, bro. And I was like, uh, all right, man. Like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. It was like, they serve beer. <laughs> they have beer and wings that are mediocre. They deep fry the wings. That is one thing, like, you either like them or you hate them. Yeah. And, um, but, like, they do serve a different style of wing than most bars you'd go to. Like, most people don't bread their wing first and then deep fry it. Right. Which I know some people would really hate, but I remember them being pretty solid. Granted, I don't think I've been to a Hooters since high school, so my palate's changed quite a bit since then. But sounds, sounds like we need a field trip. I um, think we might need to. I'll meet you in Chinatown. Post-COVID. Um <laughs> that'd be such a stupid way to get fucking covid uh i had to go to the hooters to see if the wings were as good as i remember <laughs> i've done dumber things in the last year now i'm in the er um god good god oh uh something i have on here i don't know what your deal is with rowing but it looks like um my group of kids is gonna get up and running again they the school is completely like shut down. So they're joining the local uh, team uh, capital and like we're, we're under their like insurance and banner and like they're paying dues to them. And I had to like go get qualified to be one of their coaches, but we're, we're not even using their equipment or anything. It's just like a reason to use the boathouse. And if we ever go back out on the water, like, yeah, you need to be under somebody's umbrella. Yeah. Uh, if we ever go back out on the water, like I'll just we'll we'll find a way to rent it from the school. Like we're not, I'm not going to use their their stuff. But uh, what about you, man? What, what's it like over there? Because you guys were like lead. Uh, Boston was like leading the way and getting back to normal rowing wise, and then everything got bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so we were supposed to be getting a spot in our high school to be able to erg um whether that was going to be like a hallway or a gym or what what have you depending on what other sports teams needed and then the school decided that they are going to become a mass uh, 
mass vaccination center. <laughs> so oh, now, now we can't be inside the school because there'd be too many people in the building. We can't have extra people in the building. So what they've done is gotten us a storage pod to put in the parking lot. And now we get to erg. I think starting next week, it sounds like we'll be able to erg in the freaking parking lot outside in the middle of February. I think we're, we're, we're outside. We're, we're outside in between the, uh, like the tent and like the boathouse, like the, yeah, the, about, yeah. uh, I like, I've warned them. I warned, I warned the kids like the last two weeks, like we're going to be erging outside and they, they still want to do it. So, <laughs> I mean, my, my kids are desperate enough. Like they are very happy to go do this, but like, I'm not super looking forward to it. Cause I'm the one that's just stand there watching. At least they get to move. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully we'll be on the water. Uh, I say the over under is what third week in March, probably second week in March if we're really lucky. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm graduating two seniors, and I was like, I feel bad for one of them because they're like, she's the president and she's very dedicated, and her last race was like in 2018 or something. Jesus. <laughs> um, well, it's nice about Boston. At least I can have I if we end up back on the water, and I think we'll be in team boats. I don't think that'll really be an issue, but like at least we'll have we'll we'll get to do scrimmages because there's a thousand schools on the Charles, so that's that's nice at least. Yeah, I I don't know if we're we're gonna get to to mess with anybody, and I I mean I I have my single. I trust her. I'll I'll try just let her take my single for a spin, and maybe if anything opens up, she can go race it somewhere. But um, no, it's 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 interesting, uh, getting back out there on the ergs after after because like we've just been done. Like you 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 were on, you were off, this than that, and like, we were more uh, off than we were on. But at least we had right. something. Right, right, right. We we were cut last March, and I the thing is like as COVID as all the COVID news is coming out, I was like, this is not looking good. And the, that whole board, the the board of students was, or whatever, was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna be fine." I was like, "No, dude, like you need a plan. Like they're gonna shut us down. Like it's gonna happen." And like, do you really think it's that serious? I'm like, "Yes, it's that serious." <laughs> and then we just get like a, a message in the middle of one of our like training weeks, like, "Hey, the school is completely shut down." <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it's it last March, it was just like we're in the middle of a practice, and I get an email from my program director. It's like, "Yep, practice is canceled. Hopefully, only going to be a couple weeks." And here we are, a year later. Yeah, I, I wrote a letter for them to put on the website, and I made a point to like write a, a sentence about expecting this to not not be indefinite, but to be quite a while (laughs) little did we know it was only going to be so much worse than anybody thought it would be yeah i'm i mean i'm hopeful we'll we'll be back out there doing something it just it makes me so angry because we're getting backlash i honestly don't even know who we're getting backlash from i think it might be some parents being tentative about things um i don't know if it's our ad unfortunately one good thing about having a program director is i don't have to deal with all of the bullshit that she does like she handles all of the board stuff and the ad stuff so i get to just show up and coach which is nice but i also am not used to feeling this out of the loop like it wasn't a big deal last year when it was just normal everyday stuff and that's stuff that i don't need to deal with 
But yeah. now that this is like heavy decision making things. It's like, Jasmine, can you please, please let me know what the hell's going on? Right. Um, I always feel like I'm figuring, finding stuff out secondhand. Um, but yeah, so either way, so we're getting some backlash about team votes for whatever reason. And I'm just sitting here like the basketball team just had a full season. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a contact well, sport. <laughs> yeah. I U.S. Rowing put some stuff out, didn't they? I thought like they said. Um... Yeah, they have. They have stuff out there. I haven't looked at it if it's changed since last year. I know in the fall we were getting really close to being able to do team boats. And then shit kind of hit the fan. Um, I, thought, I think it's team boats with like masks or whatever the whole time. And like the coach has to have backup masks for everybody in the launch. Yeah. But it's also um, like you're supposed to be within a certain range of cases per 100,000. Yeah. And which. Which hasn't been true for the basketball team. So I don't know what the hell our excuse is. We're an outdoor sport. <laughs> like, yeah. Outdoor sport, and you're literally never close to anybody. Like, your pair partner is, what, three, four feet away? I know it's not the six you're supposed to be, but it's a hell of a lot better than trying to box somebody out under the basket. Yeah. No, the, the other thing, I, I, since we're, we're – kind of circling in here with covid was like i'm i'm very comfortable with work from home like i know like some people like despise it or like need to be in the office and your job is obviously very different than mine yeah i i legitimately with this job or anything similar to it would be good like uh you know we all go in maybe one week of like every four or whatever just to like make sure we're all on the same page for like a handful of team projects and then just everybody go back to their like corners like I, I feel like that's not every job and that's not everybody, but I don't know what is like, just that like, boomer understanding of business and how business should be conducted and work in society, versus like, the What's reality, actually useful and today, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the reality of the world we live in and like the technology we all have access to. Like, could you imagine? going through something like this without fucking Netflix or YouTube or like (laughs) or only one person could be on the internet at a time like like, yeah dial up connection yeah (laughs) this this whole pandemic wouldn't have been I mean I wouldn't say it's been good but as successful as it's been without modern internet (laughs) but no it's just like I just like I there's a lot of people in my circles who do similar things. Like you do something very different than me. Um, and like, I do think like being in person, like for that is important. And like, there's things that obviously like you have to have fucking people there, but like what, what I do, like everybody, you know, the meetings we have almost always can be discussed over email or phone, like twice as fast. And <laughs> it's mostly yeah. just people kissing ass and like, yeah. Or or saying things that like you already know or you already know they're gonna come in and say, and it, it's a lot of like kissing the ring and pretending people are important. Um, I mean, I can speak for my job. Obviously, if the pandemic wasn't a thing, I'd rather be in person. Right. But like our whole hybrid BS is less useful than just being online all the time. Yeah, I can see that. Like it, you're not getting any more done in school than you would be getting at home. 
So now the kids waste time going and coming from school and then, you know, they lose track of things because it's, am I online today or am I in person today? You know, and some kids really do need the in-person teaching and I get that and it helps them, but it's still 50-50. It's not, it's not helping them all that much. It's just, they, they, we really don't get much more done and it would save me you know, I'm forced to, you know, contract hours if we are working from the building. I'm there from 7.30 to 2.50, or I think my contracted hours. But the kids leave the school at 12.30. Yeah. So I'm there from 12.30 to 2.50 doing nothing. Yeah. I, I can only prep so many lessons. Yeah. And for the most part, we just don't have the time to do it. I'm trying to work it in a little bit more just to make school a bit more fun. But as a science teacher, a lot of the time we're supposed to be doing is labs and I can't do them this year. I've gotten a couple in. we're doing one right now, but it's just like without the labs, we're just doing lecture work and worksheets. You can do that at home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I, I think it's, it's obviously there's like a whole different aspect, like social aspect um to school and stuff and developing like social skills but i mean i'm i'm just thinking about right now like oh yeah you can get a full fucking degree almost any degree online and it's a legitimate degree like <laughs> that's been a thing that's been a thing since before covid <laughs> yeah and uh like even the even the social aspect of it i get it the kids definitely want to hang out but they're again like i said they we had to like cut lunch basically because we you know it's just too many people in one spot with their masks off so we decided let's cut lunch we'll shorten the periods the kids will only be here yeah first bells i think 8 15 then they're out of there four hours later basically nice so they're never they're not seeing a lot of people the people they are seeing everyone's wearing a mask anyway so no one freaking talks yeah um it's like they're not socializing. They're just sitting on their phones. Anytime I give these kids free time now, they're like, there's so much well, they're, more. They're socializing on their phones. <laughs> yeah, which is what they're going to do at home anyways. Right. Or what they do any, regardless is they're all hanging out with each other at each other's houses, masks off. Yeah. So none of it matters because they're not getting COVID in the school anyways. It's all the outside stuff. Right, right. So what I'm hearing is that COVID is just an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of uh, transitions and uh, talking about shows we like, what do you think about WandaVision so far? We didn't talk about it oh, two podcasts ago, I don't think. And it's, no. I think there's only three episodes left. Yeah, apparently they're all an hour long, though. That's good. I'm excited. I'm pumped, man. I love this show. I know. It's this different. is very much up my alley, very much up your alley. And it, I just, I love the fact that they're doing something different. Yeah. Like, it's so nice and it's a breath of fresh air versus, like, I, a like, perfect example here is my sister. Yeah. Um, very, very similar <clears throat> movie and show opinions as uh, Detroit. And she, she texted me probably one, two or three episodes in. She hadn't watched it yet. And she was like, should I watch WandaVision? Yeah. And I was like, I personally love it, but I like weird shit and you don't. Um, it's not a superhero mash up show. This is a more cerebral, you know, yeah. mystery, essentially. 
Uh, and she was like, oh, maybe I'll just wait. And sure enough, she ended up watching it. She was with my parents last week. They watched the first five episodes and they were like, oh, we really like, you know, three, four, and five once they brought in uh, Rambo. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, but we, we weren't really into the first two episodes. I'm like, of course you weren't. Well, once they started giving us all the uh, answers in plain English. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, God forbid anything's a slight mystery ever and you've got to use your. Well, you know, just wait. Like just, yeah, just think think about it and, and wait until the end. But, I mean that's we're, we're people, so, people have forgotten how to watch TV. We're so so backed up. Uh, uh, we're, we're barely getting started with Twin Peaks, but Twin Peaks is, I think, a, a perfect example of that. Like, you know, uh, sure we're going to give you some answers, but you're just getting more and more questions every episode. For them. Yeah. Right, like it. It inspired Lost. I never watched Lost. I know that Detroit loves Lost. Um, Lost was good for like two seasons. Right, and, which and is Peaks, those shows. And what's nice about yeah. WandaVision, we we know it has to get wrapped up in some aspect by the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, so it's like we're not committing to a five season long Lost series where. They, you know, they basically write the show as they go to make sure that they keep episodes going. So they have to keep, they'll answer a question from season one and season three, but they'll give you three more questions that go along with it. So that's, that's happening in WandaVision, at least. We'll hopefully get most of our answers by the end of the series. Right. I think, um, I think somebody said that that's what they like about miniseries is that like, because you have like an end you get to like plan out your whole thing and you get it just it provides like certain storytellers the opportunity to tell very precise stories over long form television yeah which is nice because you can get so much more depth in a tv show than you can yeah. a two-hour movie that's like a, a true detective season one right yeah doesn't need any sequels or anything i mean sure i would enjoy it but like just that like snippet we got was just such perfect like television and i i need to go back and rewatch that i know jay boner wants to watch it um, or uh, actually a good example uh with a longer running show than even true detective would be breaking bad vince gilligan yeah had it written out he was like this will be a, i think he originally said it was gonna be four seasons Oh no! It was going to be five seasons, okay. and the studio was AMC was just like, no, the show's way too popular, making us way too much money. You have to keep writing the show, and he he struck a deal with them and said, all right, fine, we'll split the last season into two seasons, essentially. That way, we can still get we can still you know milk this cow for all it's worth. Right, right. Not ruining the entire story by extending it too long, like they've done with so many of those shows, like Lost in particular. I'm trying to think of something else that did it. But like, like, well, them Walking Dead with that particular channel, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then they, uh, heroes. Heroes. <laughs> I, Hero season one is good, and then it's yeah. just like, and then it goes <laughs> off the rails, and then it, at some point, it's about a carnival. <laughs> At the, at the, at they had the writing strike. I never watched the revival show. So the writing strike for Heroes is what ruined Heroes Season 2. But I also didn't think it was going anywhere particularly interesting. No, season 3 wasn't. was abysmal. And then I think Season 4, they make the villain a hero. Uh, the dude who's been like eating brains for three seasons. 
and has killed like a shit ton of people. Spock, um, right? Yeah, Spock, Quinto. And then I think season five has a carnival and it ends. Is with, that season five is the carnival? It's four or five is the carnival. Where, I remember uh, at that point I was watching it on and off, and at one point I saw a carnival episode, and I was just like, what? The the final villain, his power is that I think he can do like earthquakes or move like throw rocks and shit, but he gets stronger the more uh I don't know what they call the heroes, mutants let's just say mutants. Uh the more mutants that are around. So that's why he has a carnival and he like runs a carnival to make him stronger. And like I think they kill his ass. Um and it ends with the cheerleader jumping off of the top of, I think, the Ferris wheel, and then, like, you know, getting back up because uh, she can't die. That's her thing. And uh, that's when they, like, that's when it comes out. Oh my God, they're superheroes because somebody films her or something. And it, it like, parallels her jumping from, like, episode one. Yeah. Or a... God, that sounds miserable. It it was not an easy watch, I'll tell you that. Um, it there's a whole plot where like the villain they try to say he's like a brother to the here to the main two guys. The first season was just solid. It was it was like it was enjoyable, and you're like yeah. this could go more interesting, and then it just didn't. <laughs> well, it's like also where it ended, it's like hey, our uh, time, our dude who could freeze time or whatever is now in the past, in like. Uh, feudal Japan and like oh, that's right because that's how he got the samurai sword. Yeah, one of the dudes. Uh, I think the dude's superpower was to like blow himself up like a nuke, and like. Oh that... yeah, I think I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the main thing. Is uh, there's a dude who has premonitions and he has a pre- they kill him. Yeah, the thing is, like, Siler, Siler's the villain. He kills so many fucking people. Let's not talk about it. We can talk about heroes next week. I'll make a note. <laughs> I don't want to talk about heroes. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I, you and the bear are just going to have to deal with it, because I watched all that show, and I'll watch all of it again before the next week. Oh, God. Um, God bless you, man. The last thing I have on here is just, uh, we're, we're gearing up. I know we, we've talked about it a couple times, but I'm, I'm hopeful now. I've almost got everybody's answers that we'll be we'll be back in the D and D swing of things by uh, by March, hopefully. Um, I missed it, man. Dude, I miss it every Thursday. Like Flyers asks me every Thursday, "Are you playing D and D tonight?" And I'm like, "No, we're not playing D and D." She's like, "Man, it's been forever." I think, I think I'm waiting on. I think just Mikey, but uh, we have enough now that I need to uh, coordinate with uh, Space Needle and, and get all of our stuff sorted out. I've just been watching like a ton of uh, um, comedy D and D after a Critical Role. I just can't. I can't watch like super serious D and D. And like, I, I kind of struggle to listen to Critical Role. Season one Critical Role, I think, is is as serious as I like my D and D. Yeah, it's like, fun. I still have fun with it. Whereas, it, like, I've I've tuned in to you know YouTube recommends me some D episode from them and it's like episode three thousand, and then you watch it and for one i don't know any of the characters at that point two season two is is it's just just not fun like it's just intense they're taking they're taking it very seriously because they're all actors and maybe writers i don't think any of them are really writers um but like and it's 
to his credit, Matt Mercer is a very, very, very good DM. Probably the best out there. Um, in so much as that, like, he has a, like, super tight understanding of, like, every mechanic in the game. And will roll with, like, any of the, the punches, like, his, his team, like, those people throw at him. But, like, they just all take it very, very seriously. Whereas the first game, the first season, was, like, a spinoff of their home game. And if you watch any of the Vines, way back when Vine was a thing of uh, their home game. It was just like, all, like you know, like the, clearly like they have a serious story set up, but every opportunity they're like cracking jokes and just like having fun. Yeah, and, it was like watching buddies play D&D and that, that's yeah. fun to watch. Versus, it, you know, that yeah. reminded me of our games because we're ridiculous. Yeah. And half of us don't know how to play. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and see, season two just feels a little bit more performative. I I still like them. I still support that group i don't dislike them it's just it's not something i can get into like i i've missed like two or three episodes 50 episodes ago and i just i haven't been able to get back on um i enjoy Harmon quest Harmon quest is solid uh the adventure zone is and it, season one is really good uh what's another one oh there's there's one that's like locked paywalled behind dropout tv but that dude's a really good DM um, as well. And that's, that is, that is comedy like based. Uh, it, the D and D is just so much fucking fun and I miss it. Um, there's space needle and I, and four, two Joe were playing like a, a board game that was more or less streamlined D and D by the adventure zone guys. And it's pretty fun. Like I'm, I'm it technically I stole it from Jen uh, from Jay Boner, but I, I, I hope I can bring it to like the next boys' weekend or something, and just have to like hide it away after like the booze come out. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really fun. It's it's uh, I'll send you a clip or something. I I've, yeah, I've just been jonesing for like solid D and D content, and like I know we have a, a side game with Star Wars and stuff, but I just I can't get into that while I'm trying to write the other stuff. Honestly, I don't love the Star Wars thing that much. It's all right. It, it's, it's fine. It, it's fine. I it, like the whenever the last time we played Star Wars, all I could think was like, man, I just want to play the main game. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like, all right, this is fun and all, but I'd rather just play D and D. Yeah, yeah. That's and maybe funny. that's also part partially probably because you know I've got my character who I really like playing as, yeah. and I just don't want to get into another character unless I have to. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, our previous one-shots, it's like, okay, this is a one-shot. It's fun to play as this yeah. random one-off character. But if I have to play as B.O.B. every time we play Star Wars, which at one point was getting, like, every other week. Yeah. It was just too much. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how our small breakout games work out. But also, I... I've never like truly like protected you guys from just fucking dying and like <laughs> we're we're getting into territory where it's like yeah everybody is like basically a demigod and, like because we've played so long we have so many levels and all that but like there are still enemies like we there's still stronger things out there and i'm I know in particular Space Needle, 
uh, is a pretty brutal DM. So I, I'm excited to see what happens. And then, like, I said, oh, Space Needle, a resident fucking psychopath. I, uh, no, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I also, uh, um, I'm playing, so like, Space Needle's going to DM half the games and I'm going to DM the other half. But I, in the ones he's DMing, I'm playing characters. I already have like a bunch in mind. It depends on the adventures and stuff, but, um, I am excited to be playing somebody expendable (laughs) (laughs) to the main story, at least just to see like how that just goes. But I'm honestly not looking forward to space needle DMing a game for me. If that happens, I'm very scared because he hates my character. (laughs) No, dude, you guys became best of friends after you were handcuffed together in that maze. (laughs) (laughs) No, he still hates me, (laughs) which is also like your characters. Uh, had like a big fucking fight and we're basically going to kill each other and then literally by happenstance we're the only two that got kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> we were like literally about to fucking yeah. each other yeah <laughs> so like i i was just gonna let like, <sighs> i was gonna let like all of you wander the like the maze separately or whatever but if you got caught, right? And if it was just one person or if it was two people, just whatever. But of course it was the two of you. So I was like, oh, I gotta be <laughs> handcuffed together. Like, <laughs> God, it's, what what a fucking fun game. All right, man. It, it's almost the witching hour. Do you have uh, anything you want to go out on? Um, trying to think of anything interesting that's happened this week. Not that anything ever interesting happens at all. Um, you know, I was looking for trying to find like fun things to do with the students at yeah. school just because, you know, life sucks, then you die. Um, but we were, we were doing some like logic puzzles and I was going, it was just the day before break, you know, we're on our, our February break right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found, I was going through one of the other teachers' rooms, they had a bunch of board games in there. Yeah. Found this game Stratego. Oh, did they smell funny? Because they're like old board games can smell a little off. Yeah, it was a little. There was definitely a little, a little musty. Mold in there. A little musty. Yeah. Um. But anyways, like I, I dusted this thing off, looked at, it, read the rules, and it's pretty simple, man. Like I never played it before, but I picked it up real quick. Okay. Um. Where you've got a a flag that you your the enemy's supposed to try to capture. The enemy's got a flag that you're supposed to capture, and okay. then there's like. There's pieces labeled, you know, one through ten. You know, one's being weak, ten being really strong. You gotta, they can move around the board in certain ways. It's kind of like a checkers chess risk sort of thing. Okay. Um, we, you know, we had a good time playing it. It was, we just, you know, it was a fun, family friendly game. Hmm. Sounds like something I need to look up, uh, try to find on on the uh, the old Amazon. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, I don't got much to go out on. I, I look forward to next week's Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. And, uh, oh, I right now the, the podcast just says Boys Talk, I think. And I think I introduced it as, like, Boys Peaking. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just winging it. Um, I think I'm just going to use the same, like, image for this podcast and the same one for that podcast 
so it's easier to, to differentiate. Uh, so unfortunately for all, all one fan out there, we're not going to get a custom uh, <laughs> JPEG from Snapchat <laughs> every every podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, I'll miss that. <laughs> <laughs> all right.